Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. We are the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Welcome back. I want to thank Dustin White last week for showing up and uh, being a guest host here on uh, the Sports and Media Show. And Dustin, hopefully, will be back here in a few weeks and uh, rejoin us. That was a good time. Oh, it was. Justin, I mean, Dustin's pretty smart there. He's yeah. got some good takes and uh, just, you know, he's not. He's not just throwing things off the top of his head. I agree. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the sports and media world this week on the Sports and Media Show. Uh, a lot of talk about ratings, Major League Baseball ratings and the NFL ratings. Let's talk a little bit about Major League Baseball ratings. I know the, some, a report came out, I believe, today that said the, the National League Series was uh, about two times as many viewers as the American League Series, What? Which is very skewed because the American League has been in the afternoon, and the right. Dodgers and Cubs, big, big markets, are have been on at night. So you know right. it's going to be skewed. Uh, but the ratings are up a little bit for baseball, which I think I'm sure baseball is thrilled about. Well, you have you throw the Chicago Cubs in there, you're going to have higher ratings, if nothing more, because it's a big city. It's a uh, it's also has a great storyline, as does as does Cleveland. But Cleveland's a significantly smaller market, and Toronto's a smaller market. Yep. So you have you know Chicago and L.A. That's the Major League Baseball's dream. <laughs> yeah, and I think they really want the Cubs and Indians just because of the long time. And neither of them have won a championship in that sport, so I think that's what most people are pulling for. I believe, and not to not to alienate the Dodger fans, but I think most people would like to see Indians Cubs in the in the World Series. Oh yeah, as a matter of fact, one of my students lives out in San Francisco, and he he was talking about baseball. We keep talking about baseball as if it's dying and and it's going yeah. away. And, and he was talking about um, this student of mine's from India, and there was this guy there who is from, uh, it looked, he said, uh, China or, or Vietnam, and he had the Cubs game on in the background, and he's rooting on and yelling, and he's like a first generation <laughs> from another country. And, and he was really excited. And, you know, it, base, baseball is still, it's the one sport that's lasted more than 100 years, being one or two, which, whichever way you you determine it. Yep. Hey, and it's still fun to watch pl- playoff baseball. Just the games are long. That's the only bad thing. But you, well, know, yeah. you, you can you can scan around a little bit during the game. Right. Uh, exactly. Now, the other thing that's happened during the Major League Baseball playoff games is uh, poor Joe Buck, love him or not, and I hate him, has just been getting just you know just railed on in social media and some of the sports and media websites that are out there of his just. I don't see it as much as maybe you do, but I guess a lot of the Cub fans just think he is pro-Dodger and anti-Cub because of his Cardinal roots. Your thoughts on Joe Buck and his broadcasting? I, I don't get it. He's a he's a consummate professional. He he does everything right. I think sometimes baseball, different than others, because all football games are on national broadcast, baseball, except for radio, of course, yeah. and baseball is all local, and I think if you're not a homer for your team, we hate you. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I can't. I don't understand why people don't like Joe Buck. Maybe I mean, because his dad was from the Cardinals, and I, they assume he hates them. I assume because I mean, I was watching the game. I've watched a lot of the games, and I've tried to listen to Joe Buck, and I've tried to get where I've tried to see, try to listen to see where people think that he's coming from, and I really. I don't get. I don't see it or hear that he's anti-Cub or pro-Cub or pro-Dodger. I think he's just calling the games with John Smoltz, and I think they're doing a good job. But I mean, you can't bring this up to a Cub fan. It's just like you'd think Joe Buck has got the Cardinal hat on in the booth. Oh yeah, on social media, friends of mine are Cubs fans just railing against them the whole time. And yeah. 
Even some of our former students, I've noticed. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they are. They, they are. they are leading that bandwagon <laughs> on social media. It's like, okay. I, so I It's uh, like, relax, relax. It's just a ball. It's game, only right? been 108 years. Yeah. You'll be in there one of these days. There you go. And then NFL ratings continue to plummet. Uh, not plummet, but I mean are down you know, considerably. But they also had plateaued, plateaued, I believe. How much more can you get? And then, unfortunately for the NFL, you know, you schedule these games out and players are hurt. Um, you get bad matchups. Um, but there's also – you know the proliferation of games you've got you know three games every sunday you get the noon game the 330 game and the 730 game we're in central time where we record this thing and then you got monday night game which is you know tradition monday night football then you have thursday night as well and it's just there's a lot of football and it's harder i think and if, if there are bad games involved there it's it's easy not to watch them i'll be honest this past monday night's game jets and, uh, and cardinals i probably watched less than 10 plays total i didn't watch it so I, I had I had zero interest in that game. I'm finding that I have less and less interest in a lot of these games. I think something you brought up, I think it was like last week or so, is that there's just not the quality of talent out there. You don't, you know, when you're playing certain teams, you, you're, you're expecting, you know, back in your day, of course, the Terry Bradshaws and all the others and Franco yeah. Harris. You had certain players that were associated with the team and they remained healthy and uh, they were excellent. Yep. And now when you have, what, 30 32, team. 32 teams now in the NFL, there's just not that kind of talent to absorb all the the, injur- yeah. the injuries, I the think, injuries, is what's killing it. You know, there's, there's definitely poor play injuries. You know, a little bit, you know, there is a disdain for the, you know, the, the to- what happened with Tom Brady, whether you were pro-Tom Brady or anti-Tom Brady. People are tired of that story. Uh, Roger Goodell's taking a lot of heat. Uh, and then he didn't suspend the linebacker from Cincinnati this week, which everybody thought were, was, I mean, it looked like it was not. Were they no- fine him, 75000 yeah, or something? It was a no-brainer that he should have been suspended for probably multiple games. They let yes. him play. You know, Goodell, I just I don't know if he has a PR guy or not, but if you know, it just seems like he just does dumb thing after dumb thing. And I think some of people are just a little bit, you know, fed up with some of the some of the stuff that's going on in the NFL where uh, you know, a guy like Vontez Burfecht is really allowed to play the game and I think people are just tired of guys like him. Oh, I think absolutely that's the case. And I used to think that anybody you could put in the commissioner's office and they would do a great job. I wonder what their owners are thinking about him as far as his job. I don't have enough insights to say good or bad, but you know, based on the ratings going down and people seem to be less interested, I wonder if anybody's in the uh, the it's owners are be, thinking about it. It's got to be brought up. You know, one or oh. two owners have to talk about it. Yeah. You, know, you know, could we do better than Roger Goodell? Uh, and with the ratings down, and now they have an excuse. You know, that's, that's a lot of times it's just yeah. about an excuse. Oh, we have an excuse. To yeah, get, that's that's true. You know, that's true. So we'll see what happens. I know the there. players' association would love that. Yeah, um, I, w- I know you're a Bill Simmons fan. I was reading online today where uh, HBO is kind of really worried about the show, the quality, and the content. I think you have seven shows left to record or to do in this season. And they really, I've really put the onus on him to say, "Hey, you need to step up. These shows need to be killer." So uh, Bill Simmons is a little bit under the pressure at HBO. Your thoughts on that, Joe? Well, I'm wondering. I've 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 only watched the show twice, and I've enjoyed it both time because it's more of a not. I don't like yelling. Yeah. You know, I I get enough of that in my own life. <laughs> I don't need yelling all the time. Well said. Well so, said. Uh, so I I thought it was pretty good, but. Um, you know, you got a guy like Michael Rappaport, who's who's very interesting. As a matter of fact, I checked out his – he has a podcast. I don't yeah. know if you've checked it out. It's it's not really exciting, but it's at the same time, it's fun. It's a whole lot of fun. And he's got that voice that makes you want to listen to him. Oh, Rappaport. yeah. He's got that. Yeah, he's that. got that yeah, – and he's, you know, yeah. snapping out the, yeah. you know, quite a few F-bombs. Yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> Words the, you're not going to hear on this. Yeah, show. exactly. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
So, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, PTI extended uh, Wilbon and Kornheiser. I, I thought that would happen, but then, you know, their ratings have been are down uh, a little bit since, you know, from from this year to last year. So I didn't know for sure. But they did uh, extend Wilbon and Kornheiser on PTI. And that's one of those shows that it's, it's, it's the two-people show, but it's not as much confrontational in part, you know, when you oh, think Oh, no, those it. are two buddies. Just yeah. it's I mean, the reason I think people turn into PTI is just like if you and I or somebody else yeah. are sitting around, we're chatting. And even if we disagree, it's, we're not being jerks to one yeah. another. You know, we're razzing maybe one another and talking about it. And that's one of, the, I think, the charms of why I love MLB Network. I don't know if you watch it that much, but when yeah. you check in MLB Network, those guys are all just having fun and talking about stuff. And Harold Reynolds just seems to be a guy that you'd like to be around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, who wouldn't want to be? So uh, PTI will, will remain on ESPN in, in, in the foreseen future. Uh, go back to the Major League Baseball ratings. Case uh, we talked about, the Cubs Dodgers are, are are twice as many game or twice as many viewers as uh, the Indians Blue Jays. And uh, but now they're really talking about next Tuesday. How would it be great to be in Cleveland next Tuesday night? You have game one. The of the city World's of champions, you mean? Yes, the city of champions. <laughs> what Mike Golick called it today on ESPN. Yeah. But, uh, you have game one of the World Series, and right across the street, they're raising the Cleveland Cavaliers banner. Yeah. So it would be a fun time to be uh, in Cleveland next Tuesday. And I, I'm sure I, sports I, I, media will love that. Oh, I wonder if Cleveland's sort of the new Boston. Because yep. remember, Boston wasn't in it for all those years, and then suddenly they win the football. Their football team wasn't good for, for many, yeah. many years. and Then the football team wins, and the baseball team starts winning, and – you know, maybe that's Cleveland. Maybe they're going to have a couple good run. There you go. I don't think the Browns are going to continue the year that the. But if they put them in the Big Ten, they 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 might be upper division. But Ohio State may win the national championship. So then, <laughs> well, they, yeah, then they you really go. have a good year for the state of Ohio. Holy cow, that would be great there for them. There you go. Uh, what else happened in media this week? There's another London game this Sunday morning off NFL. It's the Giants yeah. and uh, and Rams. Are you excited about that at all? Uh, I am because I'm a Giants fan. You know, okay. the only reason, if it weren't a Giant fan, these games, they could, I don't care where they have them in Paris or Germany or whatever. The game's the game, really, for us here, unless they're going to transport us there, and that would I be fun. I guess being a fan, though, at least you get up, you get to watch it in the morning early, then you have the rest of your day to do what you want. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It'd be like growing up on California or hey, something yeah, like exactly. that, seeing it. I, I, I think American fans don't care so much anymore, but I know they're trying to grow it in Europe and I hear it's it's sort of getting connected there I, I we'll see I mean I think it's similar to like how soccer is over here and it's gotten some mm-hmm. some traction and now I think football over there is the same way in, in there it's another sport it's something you kind of learn to like and you know everybody has room for a little bit more sports in their life if you're an absolute fanatic fan and so I, I, it doesn't bother me I just I, like I said I don't I, I'm glad the Steelers are not playing there this year because I like the I like the noon or the three o'clock game on Sunday so I'm yeah I do like the, I do like Having the afternoon game, particularly the late afternoon game, is a lot of fun. Now, I know the other thing that's gotten play this week is the in the sports and media is these color rush uniforms are used on Thursday night, where the teams wear these god awful, for lack of a better way to say it, you, you, like you, the Broncos last the week. The Broncos. Yeah. Now, now, one team wasn't as bad, and I think the Chargers a couple weeks ago weren't, weren't horrible, but. Uh, to me, if you got the number one sport with the most viewers, why do you have to go to a gimmick? You know like this and I don't I don't understand maybe they'll go like with the NHL and they'll have uh, you'll be able to trace the pass remember when in hockey they had it it was like in colors like a yeah. like a shooting star going across the screen you do something like that maybe when they catch they have a little explosion and emojis go off the top of their heads I mean what the hell are they going to do next I don't know but I think they got to get rid of these uniforms so alright I've hogged a lot of the ideas what's on your mind no, this no, week no. Well, there's a couple things one is um, as a journalist I appreciate a whole lot after the Blue Jays lost the other day um, I talked about how much I like Buck Showalter talking yeah. 
John Gibbons, the, the manager of the Blue Jays, was just so uh, uh, calm and patient, and, and he understood that's, that's part of the game. You lose sometimes, and he, he didn't feel like he had to defend some of his decisions. He just explained them, and I, I really appreciate that. I, I hate when, when coaches are screaming and yelling and confrontational. There's no reason for it. No. Hey, he seems to be a good coach. I mean, his, his problem now is he's got, a, he's got a lot of his best players are free agents, and will they stay in Toronto or not? Yeah, and, he, and he sort of mentioned, I don't know if you saw much of it, but uh, in the post game, he was talking about Edward and Canarcion and some of the others saying, well, they were here all the time. It's a business. If they go, I'd love to have them. And he said that about three or four times. <laughs> uh, something that really I thought. I've been thinking about is uh, Stephen A. Smith the other day. I was saying how I like him on the uh, on the and the XM, the Mad Dog. Yeah. Um, but he get he he just got in a big fight. I don't know if you're sorry. He got in this big uh, fight with people from the Washington Redskins. The Redskins go out and said, "Hey, we're the defending NFL uh, you know, NFC East champs," after they beat Philly, and he calls them out on going calling them losers for 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 saying something like that. And now they're in this big exchange online, and I, I think when you start fighting and combating your sources and the people you're covering, you're no longer a journalist. And of course, we know he's not a journalist, but I hate that whenever I go around, I say something, I'm in, I do sports journalism, they think I'm him. Yeah. That's what we do. And that's not what we do. We're, we're the guys talking to John Gibbons after the game calmly and trying to extract information and understand the game. Yeah. Well, as I was talking to Justin Russ of the local paper the other day, and it's like, you don't, I mean, just to try to put together a schedule of where he has to go on a small paper and to try to get all these sports in on a daily basis, we sometimes sit back and say, man, there's not enough coverage. But when you're a one or two person operation and there's 12 or 13 schools, each playing three sports in a fall, and you've got Lakeland and Eastern in your backyard, and you've got to get all that stuff stuff by, by yourself into the paper, it's tough. And that's what journalism is. It's not Stephen A. Smith trying to find a reason to find a fight. And I think that's why people get tired of Stephen A. Smith. It's like he almost looks like he picks stuff so he can cause controversy and he kind of likes it. Oh, absolutely. He did I, the same I, thing with the Steelers last week, talk, you know, picking them out, saying that, that they they didn't run Le'Veon Bell enough or something. And, you know, just anything he can do to try to agitate his, his fan base. And I just don't think it works. I'd rather see better sports journalism, and I'd rather see, like, the Bob Lees of the world more than I would Stephen oh, A. Smith. Oh, well, yeah. I yeah. listen to Bob Lee all the time. So, there you go. No doubt about it. I also, uh, with, with the with the mascots, I mean, because we have, of course, a line eye up the, up the, up the street there. But um, I didn't realize that in Canada there's a lawsuit against the Cleveland Indians for the use of Chief Wahoo. I did not know that either. And uh, Major League Baseball actually had to come out before game one of this series, I think it was, uh, saying that they're going to protect their their mascot. But at the same time, the Cleveland Indians are, are tampering down. If you notice their hats, they have the old the C, old, it's yeah. a squarish, blockish C on there. And they're getting rid of Chief Wahoo because it is kind of a ridiculous yeah, mascot. Yeah, I think people are, are tired of it, the Redskins and the Indians. I think people realize it's, yeah, it's, it's tradition, but in its lore, but honestly it, it needs to go and i think you know i saw where one of the the was it the blue jays announcer said he wouldn't use the word indian yes that was exactly yeah okay so yeah a little bit on that um the other thing i want to talk about briefly before you come up with another, another idea is that locker room talk as we kind of combine sports and politics you know donald, right. donald trump said the billy bush stuff was you know locker room talk and it was funny at first all these athletes said, no, that's not true, that's not true, that's not how we talk. But now, as the cycles run through, Charles Barkley and a couple other guys have said, well, yeah, we kind of did talk that way in the locker room. So your thoughts on locker room talk and the Trump slash and how it plays into sports? Well, I mean, I've been in enough locker rooms to know covering things that, you know, when we're around, they're not going to be talking like that. Yeah. But 
It all depends on the people. I, I just hate the idea that it's called locker room talk, that that's how it's talked about all the time. Yeah. Even if it's in the locker room, like Barkley has been saying, it's still not the norm. It's it, You could call it barroom talk. You could call it whatever. And I think it's, it's trying to excuse it by saying, oh, it's in the locker room. Everything's okay. And I don't think that's excusable in any way, shape, or form. Uh, not that we privately don't say things we don't want in public. <laughs> Yeah. But to excuse it as, oh, that's okay, I said it in public because it's locker room talk. Yeah. I think there's something to matter with that. That's a way, good way to say it. I didn't think about it that way. It's a good thing. You're, you're a good man, Joe. Uh, well, <laughs> once in a while I have an idea. <laughs> Other ideas that you have about sports and media this week? Um, yeah. Actually, those are some of the main ones that I, that I had for I the week. I saw big, the Big 12 uh, announced through the oh. media that they are not going to expand, uh, which I was really shocked about. And now they're already they're talking about whether or not you know Paul Feinbaum came out and said the Big Twelve is now the doomed conference. Oh, agreed. And so I you know and I'm an Oklahoma Sooner football fan. They're one of the teams I like, so it made me a little nervous about when he said that because I know Feinbaum's got a little weight on, in the college football uh, circuit. So they're even talking about Oklahoma and Texas maybe going to the Pac-12. Whether the Big Twelve will have to you know dissolve into other conferences over the next few years. So uh, interesting that they had all this meeting and then did you see how it happened? They had the meeting, then all the athletic directors left and they left the poor big 12 guy to announce to the media there is no announcement right yeah i, I i'm 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 just amazed because there's going to be someday four or five super yeah. conferences it's going to be like and East, you're going to be part of it yeah. and maybe if there's no big 12 and they don't expand maybe that's one fewer that we have because the big 10 immediately went in and, and they're starting to recruit and talk about should they expand because they already have nebraska out there I would love why to not oklahoma have Ca- nebraska oklahoma that was a great game growing up there you go i'd love to have oklahoma in the big tw- big 10 and you know they're, then they're going to play at purdue and they're going to play at indiana right, and right, champagne right. right here so i would have no problem with that world series starts next week it will start in cleveland uh first time ever that a world series will actually start in cleveland I, they've always been the visitors i, I saw that interesting so that'll that'll start uh, that's the other thing going on in the world of sports and i guess the other topic i wanted to touch base on as we have a few minutes left here this morning today is that the a lot of still people are still talking about whether the election itself is causing not just locker room problems but maybe that the election is actually taking people away from some of the sports viewing and that's where people are going like last night instead of a Cubs Dodgers, you could watch the, um, you know, the the Clinton Trump uh, debate. Uh, your thoughts on whether? Or well, not that's what most of the experts seem to be saying is that is having an impact, and um, and it's probably the biggest impact. Because I heard people talking about the Olympics, but even those the Olympics was down. I didn't think it had much yeah, of an impact at all. This year, I thought. But I think the Olympics. I think people are a bit laser focused on politics right now, and. Uh, that's the game, really. You know that we're, you know, you have two people pitted against each other, or well, two we teams, have about and three weeks left before the uh, the election. Uh, so nineteen more days, God help us. <laughs> not, not that you're counting. Right? <laughs> not that I'm counting. <laughs> I don't have many hours left to check on that, too. All right, I wanted to ask you a couple rapid fire questions. Of, you know, just about your uh, your thoughts on sports. Your all time favorite team championship that you watched. You know, either in person or on TV. What's your you know, when you look back to of your years of watching sports, what's your favorite team championship? Probably my favorite one, I would say partially would be like the seventy six ALCS when the, the Yankees beat the Royals and Chris Chambliss had a homer in the bottom of the ninth and a 13-year-old me was running up and down the stairs because I had never seen the Yankees in the postseason, whereas my father had seen about 20 of them. I was the 10-year-old Royals fan at the time that was sad. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, so interesting. I, I also liked the Giants beating the Patriots and oh, knocking them out. Oh, that yeah. was an amazing game. Yep. What sports poster did you have on your wall growing up? Who, who did, you, did you have a guy? Did you have Johnny Bench? Or I actually didn't have a poster. No I really didn't. Oh. I had a lot of books I read, yeah. and I was a big baseball card guy. I mean, I think I still have about 
15,000 cards. And so I, I, I guess I had those little cardboard ones there. Is there one active player in any sport right now that you just cannot stand? Active player is the key in this. Active player who I cannot stand? Part of me wants to say Tom Brady. Um, but I really don't hate him that much. Um, <laughs> several years ago, I may have said Pedro Martinez. <laughs> but I've come to really like him in the post games there too. I don't know. I don't. I really. I don't have a whole lot of hate for players that's right good, that's now. Good. You don't have to answer that. That's good. Yeah. That's a good question. So what, who's the player you hate right now? It'll be Tom Brady, hands down. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I. Oh, for what reason? Uh, just being a Steeler fan, and I think Tom Brady. Yeah, he's got a free pass. I mean, he's not. Keep in mind that he's been on a team that's not been caught cheating once, but caught cheating twice. Correct. Only team in NFL history to lose two number one draft picks due to cheating. Yep. And I think that in the NFL still, and the NFL media, more than like, they just love him. It's like, he, oh, he's done nothing wrong. They've been caught twice. And I just don't understand why the love affair of Tom Brady stays. And I don't know if it's because the media on the East Coast loves him and protects him. It just drives me nuts. Can't stand the man. Yeah, he's, he's sort of like that. He's untouchable. He's sort of like Teflon that kid in, when we were growing up, all those teen movies. And there was that guy with the blonde <laughs> hair and everybody yeah. like. But he was, everybody loved him and he could do no wrong. There you go. Until the end when some, you know, <laughs> geeky guy went up him or something. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> all right, we're out of time today. This has been the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Had a great time again, Joe. That was a lot of fun. Thanks, well, Jeff. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. We we hope you enjoyed the sports media show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Right.